Hello, everyone, and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast where we try and figure out when the office actually ended because everyone got fired. We are starting a new season, and this is episode one of season two, and it's The Dundies, a very classic episode. Yes. Right off the bat, we notice some physical changes to Steve Carell. Yes. He's lost a little bit of weight in the off season, and he's gotten hair transplants. The, I think the hair <laughs> hair plug money came through for him, so good for him. Yeah, so a little little change to his uh, physical appearance. Right. In this episode, we get more evidence of the money troubles that Dunder Mifflin is having. We see a big step in the relationship between Jim and Pam. And, of course, the focus of this episode is the Dundies ceremony. So, in a conversation with Michael's boss, Jan Levinson-Gould, Michael is seeing if Jan is going to be joining the employees at the Dundee ceremony, to which Jan is pretty dead set on not doing that. Yeah. And... Michael is really trying to convince her to come and take part in the celebration and to take part in the recognition of the other employees. And Michael is really trying to convince Jan to come and just take part in the ceremony and show that she approves of the this event and the recognition of the employees to which she says but we don't approve of this (laughs) and she goes into the fact that they're only supposed to get one corporate funded party of year and michael has already burned through that yes they have had an 050505 party (laughs) uh to celebrate the that it's may 5th of 2005 they had a tsunami relief party, a fundraiser, which Jan notes lost money. And Michael says, well, that's because it wasn't a fundraiser. It was a fun raiser. <laughs> right. Amongst the other parties that they have, um, we've seen a birthday party so far in season one. And as we get into the actual full length seasons, we'll see that they always have a Christmas party. Yes. I just wanted to note that Michael's justification for throwing the 050505 <laughs> party was that it only happens once every billion years. <laughs> Not sure the math on that is correct. That's true. As the episode continues, we get kind of an aside, and really in the grand scheme of the episode, it doesn't really mean anything. But it is important because it does lead to our first firing of the second season. So Pam, Kelly, welcome back Kelly, by the way, and Phyllis are all gathering around the water water cooler and just kind of laughing. And Dwight comes in and is just like, what are you laughing about? What's so funny? And they're trying to play it off like, you know, just to get rid of him essentially, just no, nothing. It's not about you. Well, who was it about? And it's, it's something was written on the wall in the women's bathroom. Dwight takes it upon himself to do his own 
investigatory work and barges into the women's bathroom when he thinks it's empty. <laughs> it is not. Phyllis is still in there. And for this, Dwight is fired. Yeah, and you could argue that Pam, who's the person that wrote that on the wall, she admits to that later in the episode, could also maybe be fired. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's definitely not as bad as purposefully going into, right, into the women's, women's bathroom. bathroom. And then trying to take away the women's bathroom. Right, yes. Dwight also does this in the episode. But the main focus of this episode and the kickoff to season two is the Dundies. And we learn that this is the eighth annual Dundee Awards. Pam has been tasked by Michael with going through footage of all the previous Dundies and finding the highlights. Probably so he can create a sort of compilation video to play. But that means she has to just watch some terrible jokes. And one reoccurring joke that Michael likes to make as an award is the longest engagement award. And you can tell this upsets Pam. So Jim goes to Michael and encourages him to find a new joke, to not to not give out this award. Um, finally convincing Michael by saying it's a lazy joke. Right. And this kind of inexplicably sets Michael off. He, he kind of, like, right after that is where he goes out and he yeah. talks to <laughs> the employees and kind of sm- tries to smooth things over or at least kind of put on a facade that everything is okay because he said, he tells the employees that they can invite their families to the award ceremony, which apparently they had never been able to do before, all under the guise that this is going to be paid for by the company. Yeah, they don't actually find out until they're at the Dundies trying to order food and drinks that there's no group tab. Everyone has to pay for their own uh, bills this year. And so the Dundies actually takes place at Chili's. And it's not in a like private room or a sort of back area. It's literally in the middle of the restaurant with other patrons trying to enjoy their meal or hang out at the bar. Right. (laughs) Also, I'm curious if there was some sort of partnership between NBC (laughs) slash The Office and Chili's because Chili's is going to come up again later in this season. Yeah, maybe. That would have been... That would have been the era of, like, the baby back rib commercials for Chili's, so maybe it was just a real corporate partnership sort of deal going on. Right. So the Dundies is Michael in his element. He really goes all out for this. It is, he, in, it's a way for him to recognize his employees and he really he thinks that this fosters kind of a real camaraderie in the office and it makes for a good working environment but really it's his opportunity to be the center of attention and just kind of <laughs> ham it up yeah uh, it is complete with characters with song parodies he loves a good song parody right but I think 
Oscar really <laughs> describes the Dundies best in an interstitial. The Dundies are kind of like a kid's birthday party, and you go, and there's really nothing for you to do there, but the kid's having a really good time, so you, you're kind of there. That's, that's kind of what it's like. Michael, at one point, even goes around to different people in the office and asks them where they keep their dundies at. Um, both those people, Jim and Stanley, clearly do not still have their dundies. Right. But Dwight keeps his in a glass case over his bed. <laughs> Typical Dwight. So the, the performance starts out a little rough for Michael. He's trying to do... What song is that? It's OPP. Okay. By, I'm going to say this. I'm, I want to say it's Naughty by Nature. Okay. It's a little hard to tell because they are fast rap ly- lyrics that Michael is not keeping up with. Also, he doesn't use the karaoke version of <laughs> no. the song. He uses the actual song. So you can hear the original lyrics underneath the lyrics that he has put in. So it is just kind of a glob together of noise, really. Once Michael announces that there's no group tab, Roy and Daryl kind of get fed up and decide to leave. And Pam, who obviously rode with Roy, is sort of taken against her will a bit, but pushes back on Roy in the parking lot and then reappears, sitting at Jim's table. But one thing I want to point out, it's interesting to me, that the only members of the warehouse in attendance are Roy and Daryl. That we saw. Yes. That we saw. But we do see everybody else in like the upstairs cast. Sure. There. So that's always interesting. And I don't know if Roy attended as just Pam's fiance or as a member of the office. And well, then Daryl just came for fun. I'm I'm curious. Although, what I'm about to say isn't supported by any actions of any of the employees, but especially something like this and how everybody feels about the Dundies, why are people there? Like, I'm surprised there are that many people there. And what I think it comes down to is free food and alcohol. For sure. I mean, people didn't know until they were there that there was actually not free food and alcohol, but... That sounds about right for enticing people to show up to work events. Right. So I guess with that in mind, and once everybody learns that it's not free food and alcohol, Daryl and Roy are like, well, yeah, no reason for us to be here anymore. So I'm surprised that not more people took off. Left. And as soon as Pam returns, uh, she starts immediately drinking. She steals Jim's beer And then orders another drink um, from the waitress. Yes. And intermixed throughout these scenes, we get some awards being given out. So the first award is the Busiest Beaver Award, which goes to Phyllis, but it turns out her trophy actually says Bushiest Beaver. (laughs) Very awkward. (laughs) Super awkward. Um, The highlight of the awards really is the second one given out. Uh, it's it's the only one that's that has any kind of pomp and circumstance to it. Like <laughs> it's there's also a really there's music there's a music track to it and uh, everything. So 
sexy thing is playing as the award is being handed out. And the award is hottest in the office, which goes to Ryan. (laughs) Who is absolutely horrified. This definitely is a running joke throughout the rest of the series. This will come up several times where Michael can't hide his attraction to Ryan. (laughs) And it's funny, there's a callback to this award in season seven, uh, when we have the only other Dumby awards that are actually on screen. Um, and it's a really hilarious callback because Ryan's actually expecting to get the award. Right. The next award given out is the tight ass award and it goes to Angela, which to be fair is accurate. Angela kind of a stick in the mud. Yeah. However, Michael takes it a little too far and then compliments Angela on her tight backside, to which, of course, we have to fire Michael for. Yeah, Michael, the whole Dundies is just, like Curtis said, Michael in a nutshell. There's offensive characters. There's sexual harassment within his jokes and his awards. There's also racism in his awards, as evidenced by the next one to be given out, called the Spicy Curry Award, which is given to Kelly and has absolutely no meaning whatsoever beyond the fact that she is Indian. Yep. And he and she asks like, "What does this even mean?" He's like, "I I don't know. Just take it. Just just go." Not every not not every award means something. (laughs) It's at this point that the awards are really struggling. Michael is getting heckled by some patrons at the bar, and they start throwing food at him, which I'm surprised that no one from the Chili staff stepped in. If they were letting this entire award ceremony in general happen, right? the management is probably a little lax at this point. Because there is music, there's a microphone, there's a karaoke machine, like they are causing a distraction. Literally right in the middle of the restaurant. Yeah. So, because of the heckling and the food throwing, Michael is pretty down about the entire night and decides to wrap it up. And he wants to give out one last award and very unceremoniously gives the Don't Go In There After Me award to Kevin And he explains that because the one time I went in after the Kevin, went into the bathroom after Kevin and it really stunk. So not the greatest award. Definitely not one Kevin can be proud of. Kind of a downer. Right. But Pam, knowing that this is such a highlight for Michael, tries to get the award ceremony back on track. So she starts the applause for Kevin Everybody else joins in, and it gets Michael back into it. So the next award that we see is the Fine Work Award, and it goes to Stanley. (laughs) And Stanley gives a little acceptance speech. He said that the previous year he got Great Work work Award, so he's not sure what to think. And Pam just busts up laughing and starts cheering for Stanley. And then Pam herself gets an award. She's worried it's going to be the longest engagement again, but it turns out she wins the whitest sneakers, Dundee, and she gives a kind of crazy acceptance speech 
mm-hmm. um, thanking her kids and giving a shout out to Michael and Dwight and then thanking God because she feels God in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see any award handed out to Jim or to Oscar. Or Meredith. Or Meredith or Creed. So a couple people were missed in there. But by this time, Pam is super drunk, and she gives Jim a huge hug and ends up kissing him on the lips once she gets back to the table with her award. So Jim does get an award. Yes, Jim is just over the moon at this point. Real highlight for him. It's sort of like... um, a callback to Diversity Day when kind of a bummer, you know, um, office situation. And, Lost his big sale. But he got physical affection from Pam, and that's really going to do it. So the chemistry between John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher is really amped up um, to start this season, I would say. For sure. And Pam ends up getting banned from... Ch- Chili's for life because of she was stealing drinks from other people's tables. Yes. And with that, the eighth annual Dundies <laughs> is complete. So let's head back to the annex with Antoinette and find out any fun facts about this episode. So just a couple of fun facts. Uh, first, season one was... Uh, shot in an office building in Culver City, California. Um, but for season two, since the show had actually been ordered for a full season, they were shooting on a soundstage. So the crew replicated that entire office building on the soundstage, which is pretty cool. And then Jenna Fisher was actually cast first as Pam. John Krasinski was encouraged to try out for the role of Dwight, which would have been really interesting. I don't see that working. I I don't either, but he really wanted to read for Jim, so they let him read for Jim. And then Jenna Fisher felt they had really good chemistry and was really adamant to the showrunners and the casting director that John Krasinski should be cast as Jim. Jenna also created Pam's look. That's the look she came to the audition with. Like, that's the way she wore her hair. She wore sort of bland uh, button-downs and tennis shoes with it. And we won't see sort of a change-up in her look until about season four. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have for the annex today. All right. So, our firings for this episode. We lost Dwight. It's his first... Firing of this season and his second overall. Yeah. And we lost Michael also. <laughs> and it's his first of this season and fourth overall. It'll be a rare episode, most likely, that Michael is not fired. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I know that we saw all the actual Dundies that were given out this episode. Antoinette, do you have any Dundies to give out for this show? The Dundee Award for the quickest reference to someone that will not be in the season very much longer goes to Dwight's reference to Devin. And Devin is this character that pops popped up a little bit in season one. He becomes important for one episode this season, and then we will literally never hear from Devin again. <laughs> What's your Dundee? I have two. 
Uh, best sidekick goes to Dwight <laughs> um, for really keeping the Dundies going, but also just stepping all over Michael's jokes. <laughs> the In Michael's opening monologue, he tries to tell a joke about going on a date with a woman from, from HR. Dwight is very quick to point out that they don't have any women that work <laughs> in HR. And as the joke continues... Michael talks about trying to unhook this woman's bra, but having to fill out a bunch of paperwork beforehand. And Dwight goes, yeah, like an AIDS test. <laughs> so really just helping helping those jokes really land. I also, I also have a Dundee for most economic, and that goes to Pam for just <laughs> pretty openly just drinking other people's drinks. Good for her. And really being very bold about, like, are you going to finish that? Right. And just right. taking it from the tables. Right. <laughs> Who is your employee of the month? I would say my employee of the month is Michael. Um, he just loves the Dundies. And the spirit of the Dundies is good, I would say. Like, he's trying to... Give some sort of recognition to his employees. It's just the execution that falls flat. And that's typically how it goes with Michael. For sure. I I agree with you there. I think that the Dundies could be fun if it weren't for Michael trying so, so hard. And honestly, that wouldn't even be the issue if Michael just wasn't who he was all the time. Like if this was a one-off thing and Michael was just being dumb, right? that could be kind of funny, but this is what he tried. He, for Michael every day at work is the Dundies. He's trying to just be the showman and the comedian. And, and if he wasn't trying to be so offensive with the Dundies, like if he was being funny without, without, Hitting below the belt or being offensive, essentially. Right. That might actually be something people would enjoy and be something they could look forward to. Um, and maybe people would be fine paying for their own drinks yeah. at such an event. Yeah. Very good point. Who's your employee of the month? Uh, I have co-employees of the month. Uh, my first one goes to Jim for looking out for Pam <laughs> with the longest engagement joke. Yeah. It clearly is something that she does not like. And in the highlights that she's looking through, Roy was all about it. Yeah. And says, see you next year. And so that's kind of the kind of the the catalyst of it because here we are at next year and Pam and Roy still don't have a date set, still aren't married, are yes. still engaged. So she knows the joke is coming. So good on Jim for kind of making sure that doesn't happen. And then my other employee of the month goes to Pam for saving the show. It's it's one of those things where you kind of have to suspend reality because, like we said with this show, with how past ones have gone and how we hear the employees talk about the Dundies, no one would actually be there. Like, yeah. No one would really go to these things. And so when there is the opportunity for this thing to end early, Pam does not take it for Michael's sake. 
and really kind of encourages other people to get into the show. And it works, and we have the rest of the show. And the nice thing about this season, and especially in season three, we're going to get a lot more character development with some of our more minor characters or not the main not the main people whose names show up on the opening credits. Um, right. Season one was essentially a probably, what, five-person season? Yeah. Michael, Jim, Dwight, Pam. A little bit of Ryan. Yeah. But even, like, there's no... In terms of what is what what is making this show go forward in terms like in terms of the quote plot nothing outside of those four people was really focused on correct yes so that's what's going to be kind of exciting here we have a full slate of episodes um to bring you so a really story building and as we'll see in a couple of episodes I really don't think this was supposed to be the one that started the season. We have some like continuity sort of things because if you remember, we ended season one with Jim taking out Katie. Yeah. And that seemed to be kind of like a good thing. And we don't hear boo about Katie or... She's not at the Dundies. Not at the Dundies, nothing. And Katie does actually reappear in a couple episodes. So that's what makes me think that my guess is the fire was supposed to be the opening but probably just scheduling and trying to get a big land for the season opener might have reshuffled um the seasons a little bit right so that does it for the first episode of season two and like you just said i think it was important for this show to have a big opening and they definitely succeeded with this episode. It is one of the classic episodes of the entire series. So a good choice by them, I guess, if that was the case, a good start to season two. It ends a little unceremoniously. Like the end is just Jim getting uh, Pam into Angel's car and it sort of ends. So right. (laughs) When we were just watching it, I was, I was like, is this one of those things where this is where the they would have gone to commercial and then they always have that like 30 to 90 second bit at the yeah. end of the show. And so I was like waiting for that and then just credit rolled. So. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah, we're kind of on a fun track um, coming up here with some great episodes. For sure. As a reminder, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Downsizing Pod and follow us on your favorite podcast medium, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, or the Anchor website itself. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we are looking forward to the rest of season two. Bye. See ya.